Welcome in, Breaking Bones, on a Sunday morning. Oh, just oh, stretch it out just a little bit. It's 7.30. Uh, you are probably just peeling the sleep out of your eyes after a great Saturday night. Well, actually, let's just go ahead and confess right now. Joe C. from XL Primetime, Dr. George Bari from Bari Orthopedics, Breaking Bones, normally in here on a Sunday with a pot of coffee, but with that game last night, you and I, Gio, I'm looking right at you, man. We decided we're going to be in the stadium, so we're taping this bad boy in advance. So the first, last week, you see, my voice is still out. Yeah, it is. It's a little rough. Last week. You were screaming. J- Joe decided he couldn't wake up Sunday morning. And I gave him a lot of heat. I said, fine, we'll record it. Yeah, you did. Because we're going to be up late, and I woke up. And I was so happy we had recorded. <laughs> All right, so there's there was our, no way I was going to wake up Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, and look, your voice—you're just barely getting over I from know. last Saturday. I was night. screaming a lot, man. And you were on national TV. I was. Uh, so that means uh, Gio, <laughs> one of the diehard Jaguar fans, that was uh, that was uh, you know in it to win it. And look, with the pre-recorded, we don't know exactly what happened last night. We're we just don't know making, what happened, but I think we won, Joe. I feel I feel good about it too. I felt good about it last week, although I will admit. That was a worrisome game. Okay, I, Joe. Let me just say something, and, and I feel bad saying this, but I've been a Jaguars fan, you know, since I was ten. That's when yeah. they came out. I've been, I'm, I'm Jacksonville. Yeah, you're diehard Jacksonville, man. and you're raising young Jaguars. Now, with about six minutes left, mm-hmm. I was probably the most dejected I've ever felt. <laughs> and actually, the the female security guard that sits right near our row that kind of watches everyone. Yeah, she said, "If I could take a picture of your face right now, <laughs> it looks like you've lost your entire world." And I was like, "This is the same." In my head, I'm like, "This is the same thing." Yeah, I know. It ain't changing. It's a crappy feeling. And then that fumble happened. And you have to have those big splash plays, okay? If you think about it, it's so funny that everyone goes, "Well." The Jaguars got lucky with that scoop and score from Josh Allen. And I think to myself, all right, think of all the other great games that have led or come down to one play. Yeah, There's a lot of luck that's involved with a lot of great moments in there's sports. Luck. There's a luck in everything. I mean, lucky we – I still think it was a throw, to be honest. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> it bounced up yeah. right into who, – who, I forgot who ran it back. Allen? Josh Allen, yeah. Right to his hands. Yeah. You know, it, footballs don't ever bounce right up to you. They no. go they go everywhere. That's why they made it oblong yeah. like that. So bounce, it would just keep literally going. Literally bounced like a soccer ball yeah. right to him. Yeah. Just it, ran in. It's pretty awesome. And all right, so we say to ourselves, we say to ourselves, all right, you could have one play that changes a game. And then I think of what happened with Georgia Monday night with the national championship. Oh, man. It wasn't one play. It was about 1,500 plays where they just beat that horny frog, that horn right <laughs> off of that frog. You they know, beat that butt, Doc. You know what I kept thinking? How Nick Saban was sitting there analyzing the game yeah. on TV. Not happening. Thinking, what am I doing up here? We should be down there. Yeah. And they would have given him a better game. 100%. I don't know if they'd have won, but they'd have given him a better I, game. Listen, someone said, who's, I don't know who said, I think someone, uh, Dan or someone mm-hmm. in, in the morning, Yeah. the next day said, you could have put any team and it would have been six. Was sixty-two-seven? Sixty-five-seven. Yeah, you could have put Ju's old retired, you know, football team that doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> and it would have been sixty-five-seven. The, the two things that jump out at you, at me, and I, you probably heard this when we were talking earlier, but it's the largest margin of victory in the history of bowls. That's how you settle your championship yeah, for the that's, actual. That's not good. That's it's a bad pick. I mean, so do you think they're going to change the way they pick? Uh, I think they should have this last go-around. They should have let Ohio State and Michigan play each other in the semifinals. But the, the selection committee didn't want that to happen because that would be that? a rematch. Who's on that? 
uh, there's a bunch of them. I should be on it. Uh, you know, Matt Hayes and I kind of go back and forth because he's a you know, national college football columnist, and, and he certainly knows a lot of those people in that room. But, you know, we battle like it's always going to be a subjective decision, and they're going to pick the best television product. They're not going to pick the best team. But how is TC, was TC a good television product? Well, it's by default that they put them in there because there are five, quote, power five conferences, and the committee tries to recognize them all as sure. even. And, it, and we all know they're not even. Right. So the over-under was 63. Georgia so, hit it by itself. Can I ask a question? Didn't even need TCU. Why doesn't the NCAA, like in the NFL, where the NFL makes a division, say, well, you're in this, you're in that. And then they, like we used to be with the Steelers, remember mm-hmm. back in the day? Oh, yeah. Then they change this up and everyone's flipping out because we had a good rivalry with the Steelers. Oh, and, it was great. But why does the NCAA say, you know what, we're going to make the divisions? You it's, are with this person, you're with that person, and that's it. It's it's such a long story to get into, but the NCAA has no power over over those conferences. None. They have no power. At, at some point, we're going to see a super D1. That's what we're going They've to see. They've been saying that for a little bit now. Yeah, we're yeah. going to see it at some point. All right, Doc, now we were supposed to talk sports injuries because that's where you're – I mean, you're an expert. I'm a radio doctor. I'm kind of an expert, but that's what we do. So if you want to hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. I got that. I wake up in the morning. That's, that's all I think Six, about is that number. 641-1010. You can just text in a sports injury question, and we would love uh, to give you some information. If you tune in every Sunday, we really appreciate it. So that way we'll hit the the questions that you have next week. But 641-1010, if you're dealing with any sports injuries, shoulders, elbows, hands, whatever. Now, last week, we had Dr. Travis Smith on with yes. us. And I felt like, Doc, we had... Really nice compliments on the text line about an informative show out of your wheelhouse a little bit because we were talking about DeMar Hamlin and Dr. Smith is an ER doctor. And now the uh, he will be the dean of the new JU Medical School. The newly come out of school at JU, yes. And, And he explained extremely well. And your knowledge of what happened with DeMar Hamlin, I think we learned a hell of a lot. I thought it was a you know good episode. I'm glad people texted in that they enjoyed it. You know, I think it's an important subject. And someone had mentioned, hey, you know, no one wanted to learn CPR until this famous guy uh, right. went down. It's, and it's, and it, you know what? It, some of that is, is true. And, and But at this point, we should use this as a learning opportunity. Yeah. CPR yeah, is not difficult if you just learn the basic CPR. Mm-hmm. It's really really just compressions. Yeah. Right? It's not very difficult. And uh, the, the one who texted made a good point. People have kids. Right. There's pediatric. Uh, you know, basic life support. So I think that's that's good to do. Uh, me and my wife kind of brushed up on ours. You know, we have to do it when you get into residency, and then you kind of you stop working with kids. You don't do P's rotation anymore, so you kind of forget it. Right. So we kind of brushed up on our. It's called PALS, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it's not you know not very difficult. Anyone can can learn it. No, I, I definitely think people, whoever you are, if you can uh, get a little more of a of an understanding of what you can do, because what we found out, Doc. You know, a couple things. First off, earlier this week, DeMar Hamlin was released from the hospital and traveled back to Buffalo. So we're talking basically 12 days after his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. He had a cardiac arrest. So just a quick thing. Some people think they call it like a myocardial infarction. That's actually when you have a, a blockage of the heart. Mm-hmm. Cardiac arrest is when it stops from electricity-wise. So okay. there's two different – they're both the same result. The heart, heart is stopping. Right. But they're two different reasons. All right, so off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, uh, now everyone wants to learn CPR because a football player they don't know had an issue. Meanwhile, most people have kids and bet they never took the child baby CPR class, yeah. SMH. And look, I, I, you can be angry. It's a valid point. 
It is a valid point. I get it. Yeah. And so I think more than anything else, you come out of this and you go, you know what? I might want to just kind of think about what what I would do if in in that situation. A lot of things in life we say, it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. And then it happens to somebody who you see on TV mm-hmm. and somebody who's at the peak of their health. Yeah. Right? That's the healthiest person are these, are these guys. You would, you would assume, yeah. And he goes down. Yeah. Granted, he had a trauma, right? It's not like he just dropped dead, but um, he had a trauma. But it happens to somebody who you would least expect it. So then that gets your mind thinking, okay, well, then maybe it will happen to me. Right. Or someone that I know. Yeah. And I've been around scary situations. You know I've told the stories. And, and you want – it's not like I know exactly what to do, but you want to feel prepared that you can leap into action. And that, that trainer that, that basically did the, the chest compressions for a long, long time was well prepared. Yeah, yeah. All right, and, so here's, yeah. here, here's the other one, Doc. Uh, hypothermia protocols for him in that instance is what uh, I'm curious about. Yeah. yeah so, you, ex- you explain that. Yeah, so the hypothermia is what they do is they try to re- reduce your temperature, your core body temperature after you have a, uh, after your heart stops. And that has had a lot of studies that prove that it decreases neurological damage. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing after a cardiac event, mind you, I'm not a cardiologist or an intensivist, but right. is the hypoxia, is how long has your brain gone without oxygen? Mm-hmm. And that's how much brain damage you're going to get. The longer it is, the more brain damage you have. So the hypothermia reduces, a lot of the studies are showing it reduces the amount of neurological damage that you can have right. after. Right. So that's why they do that. Yeah. And so there's just so much medical advancement. And you and Mrs. Dr. Bari, which I always like to say, they they are in, uh, you know, there's so much that they know and can do now and can treat quickly and react quickly. And I just have to give them all the credit in the world that they were prepared. Now, another question that was asked on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and again, this is a, a little bit of a sensitive subject, but it's also one that, you know, warrants discussion. Hang on. Let me grab it. Is basically very simple. Is it possible the vaccine had something to do with this collapse? So I've actually seen a lot of people ask that question. A lot of people wonder, and a lot of people, you know, posting on the internet. Everyone posts what they want on the internet. Oh, it's because of this. It's because of that. Here's the deal. The answer is no. Okay. Thank you. Um, the vaccine does have side effects. Every vaccine has side effects. This one, the most common is um, inflammation around the heart, myocard- myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Commotion cortis has been around forever. We know people get it. It's been proven, right? Just because extremely rare, extremely rare. Just because someone had a vaccine and got commotion cordis is not from the vaccine. That's like saying someone walked their dog and played football five minutes after and got and got commotion cordis. It's because they walked their dog. Mm-hmm. They are unrelated. Just because something is a coincidence is not mean that they have it. Commotion cordis has been known. Right, it's been around. We all know about it. That's why we all discuss. It's like, oh, my God, what just happened? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good question because a lot of people are wondering that. Right. But it is not related. Every NFL player was mandated to get a shot for commotion cordis. I mean, for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We've had one commotion cordis, right? Now, if all of a sudden Never. we come in, you know, and you have 30 commotion cordises running around, I say, yeah. Point. Valid point. But it's, 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 we know, we've known about this. It's been around for, we've known it for 100 years. And you mentioned, or it has been mentioned... I shouldn't say you. It has been mentioned blood clots are something that could be seen as a side effect of the vaccine. We also haven't seen a lot of those either. Yeah, so blood clots so here's the thing. Blood clots are uh you have a little percentage, high percentage of getting blood clots with the vaccine. But I will tell you that getting the COVID this is you know, getting COVID right. I think now it's kind of changed a little bit, but back back when we got it, the risk of 
clotting was extremely high, and they didn't know this in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And people were throwing what we call PEs or pulmonary embolisms but back when, when COVID first came out. Right. Then they realized, and this was before the vaccine, when COVID was new, then they realized we got to put people on blood thinners. So everyone was going on massive amounts of blood thinners in the hospital because of that. So, yes, the vaccine did have a higher risk of blood clot, but the pro-con of that was that if you got COVID, getting a blood clot with COVID was a much higher chance than getting it with the vaccine. Yeah, especially if you had pre-existing so. conditions. We learned a heck of a lot about, uh, you know, the health of people and, and whether or not they can, you know, withstand something like this. That's so, for sure. Look, everybody does their own pros and cons and make their own decisions. Yeah. All right, uh, Doc, now we've got all sorts of things to get into. 641-1010, if you do want to hit the text line and send us a question, we definitely will try and make sure that we get to it next week. We just want to make sure you got a sports injury question. we got the man uh, at Bari Orthopedics, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, that can help you. So I got to get to like three big quarterback names and they're not all in your wheelhouse, but they definitely, well, two of the three are Tua, Jalen and Lamar and Jalen Hurts is out this week. So with the benefit of having the number one overall seed, I don't know whether he would have played if they had to play, but he went out last week yeah. to make sure that they locked up the number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles, so he would at least have the benefit of a week of rest. He went out last week, was not too hot, no. did not drive the football like and you need to do. Yeah, And he said, I'm hurt, yeah. let's just put it at that. And so it's a shoulder strain, sprain, yeah. uh, help I, me anyway, I, yeah. AC joint, I guess. I think it's AC joint. You know, look, it could be something else. These NFL teams are very hush-hush. Yeah, they are. He could have a tear of his labrum or have his rotator cuff, although rare. I've, we've definitely seen these. Big uh, athletes have rotator cuff tears, and they're just not saying it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if we're going to go with the sprain strain right. that they're saying, I would have to say it's an AC joint, okay? Because that can take you out for a couple of weeks. We've seen that. I've had patients who take two months to get over an AC joint grade two separation where it doesn't require surgery, but you need extensive therapy. And you know these aren't NFL players, but they're doing manual labor. They're mechanics. They're sure. construction workers, and they're, and they're using all range their arm. of motion that they need, right? And, and they struggle. So it can definitely take some time. Yeah, and and you're talking about a guy who has been an absolute gem of a surprise this year. I'll just remind, I know NFL fans out there listening right now, they know that the Eagles ended their season last year not looking like Jalen Hurts was the answer at quarterback. What does he do? He comes out this year, give Nick Sirianni a ton of credit. He puts him in a position where he is a a dual threat and one of the best dual threats in the game, up for MVP consideration before he gets hurt. Now you're going to find out whether or not next Sunday how he looks as far as whether he's 100% and ready to go. The other two guys, Tua, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about yeah. him. Again, this is out of your wheelhouse, but you still are in the medical community. Tua Tungavaloa, at the very least, had three games that had concussion discussions all around it. The first game, they kept him in there after it looked like absolutely 100%. Me on the couch, radio doctor, said he just got concussed because he had a hit to right. the head. He, he was wobbling as he stood up. It looked like he was concussed. He stayed in that game. He goes the next week, gets hit, and ultimately they have to do an investigation as to why he was out on the field. Then we go back to three weeks ago, Doc, and he reports that he has concussion-like symptoms a day after he finished the game with, what, two or three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Right. Bottom line is, most football fans know that. They have now ruled him out for this game, and I don't think we're going to see him. I don't think we're going to see the Dolphins moving no, on past Buffalo, but I don't think we're going to uh, – this, this. how jeopardized is his career? I think the question is, number one, does he still have neurological – there's only uh, – well, let's start with this. There's only uh-huh. a couple reasons in my mind that he's not going to play. One, he still has concussion sy- symptoms, which is what they're saying. Right. True or not true, who knows. 
He hasn't come out to say anything different. I'm assuming if he was ready, he would probably come out and say, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. But that could be possible. He's three weeks out now, three, four weeks out. Two, the Dolphins, in my, this is my opinion, mm-hmm. have gotten a lot of heat on how they've treated him and his concussions. A lot. And it could be that he might be ready. But they're like, you know what? You've had three concussions. Every time you go out there, we just get lit up because you get hit. We don't treat you correctly, quote, unquote, whatever it is. Let's just sit down, mm-hmm. take the heat off of us. You're not going to play, and we'll come back next year. Call mm-hmm. it a day. Yeah. I don't know you know, if that makes sense or not, but in my mind it kind of does. Yeah, and you just have to – he has to ask those very difficult questions to himself and to the people that are closest to him. Uh, yeah, how much more am I willing to take? Uh, I, I, do, I do feel like he hits the reset button. He comes back next year, maybe a different helmet, tries a lot of different things, but he is, he has now entered the danger zone. He's had a lot of head hits, man. Yeah. It's, it's a lot in one back to back to back. Yeah. And so, you know, the other reason, it could, it could be him. Maybe he's saying, I'm not playing, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Like, I'm protecting myself. It yeah. is what it is. We're not, you know, they're not an amazing, and they're a good team. I, I mean, if no one's going to pick them for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it's right. like, I'm going to protect myself. We ain't going to the Super Bowl this year anyways. Let's rest and make sure my brain doesn't become mush after all these hits. Yeah. All right, the last of the quarterbacks. Uh, Lamar Jackson, a PCL strain. We again, we don't know what PCL sprain. We don't know whether it is a tear, anything like that. But at least explain the the posterior cruciate ligament. He has missed basically a dozen and a half practices. They're looking at him with a with the great unknown as far as what he's going to be able to do today, or you know, this Sunday's game, or going forward, and. He has missed, what is it, basically about a month of football. Now, there's some rumors that he's doing it because of the contract issue. <laughs> it's not, a, it's not, uh, it's a plausible rumor. But would it you really miss playoffs is. for that? All right, so let, let's just lay it out real quick. Lamar Jackson bet on himself, went into the season without right. a contract. Correct. The Ravens had put a big offer in front of him. It was in the neighborhood of $180 million. I don't know how much of it was guaranteed, but he felt like he was worthy of more because you got other guys that are averaging $50 million. This was averaging less than that. He knows he's the heart and soul offensively and, and basically the heartbeat of the Ravens. And so he bet on himself. He is a runner, which means every single time he puts himself in harm's way, he's that much closer to an injury. That's what happened. And so now he's probably saying, damn, I don't have a contract going forward. And now I'm not going to make as much because they think I'm, I'm an injured, injury prone or an injury away from, from not being available. And so I'm sure he thought about it. Well, then he tried to get back, and now he might just be ticked off and saying, you know what, they're not respecting me. And you know how that goes. But that's his future, Doc. Those two set the, the set of wheels that he's on, Yeah, they are lightning fast. And I don't know whether he's – I can't imagine – uh, John Harbaugh, the head coach, said he's doing – talking about Lamar – doing everything he possibly can to get ready. But the knee's not responding. I would tend to believe that because it's the playoffs. Yeah. If it was during the season, right? I'd, maybe I'd believe those rumors. But playoffs, I think everybody wants a chance to go. You know, anything can happen. You just got to win one game. Mm-hmm. You can play someone better than you. You just yeah. have, have to have one better game than the other guy. Right. right. This is like basketball. You got to have best out of seven. Sure. And the better team usually wins. He has missed ten of twenty-five games. Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know where exactly it will go. But explain the PCL just real quick, just as far as yeah, you know, so it's the posterior cruciate at. ligament. 
Yeah. Uh, it crosses with the ACL. It prevents your tibia, which is your shin bone, from going mm-hmm. backwards on, on your compared to your femur. Now, normally with a PCL sprain, two to four weeks, you could probably go back and play. He's been, I believe, five or six weeks now, mm-hmm. and sounds like he's still struggling. Saying that, it's not completely abnormal, okay? Um, I wonder if it's more than a sprain, mm-hmm. um, and they're not saying, or maybe it's a tear, a partial tear, and you know it's not being said. But you can play without a PCL. You do not necessarily have to have surgery. Um, it depends if it's still unstable. You can do rehab, and if it's still unstable, then you will need a reconstruction. Yeah. But I, I, I question if there's more to this injury than what's being said just because of a quote-unquote not responding, which to me, when I hear not responding, sounds like he's not getting any better. Uh-huh. That's true. That probably, that's probably the conclusion I would come to, too. The, uh, the st- stability part that you say, he is a, an agile, cat-quick guy that we just described. He can do anything. On the football field, he is really, really tough to account for if you're a defensive player. Yeah. So what about that stability? How much is he robbed of his playmaking ability? I mean, you know, as of right now, a lot because it's not— And, and let me just jump in. Compared to Tom Brady, who just wants to do- drop yes, back. Much more, right? He's okay. more, more mobile. Right. Um, now, there are braces you can wear that can act as a PCL. Mm-hmm. They, will, they will push your knee forwards, and you can wear that. But you still need to calm down the pain, and, and the brace is not going to— protect it all if it's completely torn mm-hmm. but you know i i i think it's more than what they say mm-hmm. i think it's more than what they say so well, we'll have to see how, how it does and the 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 pcl is considered what happens uh, it's a dashboard injury they say it happens a lot during car accidents when your shin bone hits the dashboard and it pushes that shin bone backwards i got you i did not see his injury of how he got hurt but normally someone would have hit his shin and driven it back, and that's how the PCL tears. Wow. Okay, I think about that, and I, I have to. I don't even know that I can recall exactly when he got hurt, but you saw that video of him going in the into the stadium, into the bowels of the stadium, heading to the locker room, and he had to pull himself up the On stairs. The stairs. I, what, what stadium was that? The Phil- it was Ravens, whatever the name of theirs. Their I stadium. can't believe that they have stairs. I know. Does every stadium have stairs? I, I, not to get to the locker room. Not that I can think of or get to the training room. Everything is on flat ground. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. And they're on cleats. Cleats, you don't get slippery. True. You know, on, on You concrete. know, this is something I, I completely out of the, you know, like, whatever. I've always thought about this, and I know why they have it, but you see running players, players that are running, run off the field and, uh, what is it, a yard outside, you know, they past the white chalk. They eat it. Right. And they start to slide. I don't get it. And the reason they do, this is at least logical, they have all that heavy equipment that they're moving around, the training uh, uh, boxes that they have all the equipment, everything that they need, they need to be able to roll those fast. And the camera guys need to be able to, you know, they got the one. But that close to the sideline? Yeah, I, I, I've, you know, I've always thought that, and I don't get it. At least in, like, high school, or I don't know about all the college, but like uh, Edward Waters, mm-hmm. it's the same turf, right? Yeah. There's no change of traction. And it's not necessarily that it could be super slippery, but changing of traction Gets you off, right? I mean, you better believe you it. need to account for that, and, and you can't do that. Running, you know, thirty miles, twenty yeah. miles an hour, trying to run away from somebody, right. and then you just boom fall. I've always wondered about that. Like, it's, come it's, on, it boggles my mind. Yeah, get this thing right. Get this thing right. All right, now, um, out of the Jag fever, um, we were talking about Arden Key playing yeah. playing rap. Yeah. So um, there's a special guest coming, or at this point, he was yesterday. So yeah. 
but this is this is my Nostradamus moment because this was recorded right before Saturday because uh-huh. we decided we're not waking up Sunday morning. Right. Uh, Lil Boozy uh-huh. is supposed to be coming to town. And I don't know if it was a pregame show or a halftime show, but Arden Key has been running out with a boombox playing mm-hmm. Lil Boozy music. Yeah. Um, and apparently, since he's done that, we have not lost. I love that part. So you find whatever's working and you keep He's playing keep the doing. Set It Off song. If you guys know it, it's kind of an older song. But he's supposed to be, you know, he supposedly came in yesterday. So we'll see if I was correct or not. I, I don't know. Okay. Now, it does bring up the topic, which was trending on Twitter uh, earlier this week. Um, rap artists that you feel you might, looking back now, might have disrespected. Uh, ones that you probably underappreciated a little bit. And you were taking a shot at Matt, Matt Hayes and I, <laughs> saying that we don't know anything about rap music. I, I texted you. I said, I said, I think Little Boozy's coming to Duval. And then I said, he's a rapper. I know you guys don't know who he is. <laughs> but Little Duval, by the way, is also a big-time Jaguar fan. Little Duval is. And, you know, yeah. he got hit by, like, a couple months ago, he got hit by a car. And I think he had surgery. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's coming back, rehabbing, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But that that uh, I like the fact that this team has got a little cachet uh, with the entertainment world, that there are more and more people that are picking up on Jaguar ball yeah. Yeah. and starting to like it just a little bit more. Yeah. It's cool. Now. You know, I, I wish we had our old uniforms, though, the the ones from two, the half. I really loved the half gold, half black helmets. You really did. I love. I them. wasn't bad on it, but I, you know what I want? I want a teal helmet. That'd I want nice. as much, like if you go to my buddy Martin at Palm Beach Autographs in the Avenues Mall, like we have a lot of collectible fans out there. Dude has so many different Jaguar helmets versions. And the teal, the more you look at it, you're like, why don't we have teal helmets? Now, whenever they do like one thing where they can kind of change it up a little bit, guaranteed we're going to see a teal helmet. You know what I want to see? The more back? teal, the better for me. Yeah, I want to see the Christmas hat, the Santa hat on the Jaguar logo back. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Remember, too. we used to do that back in oh, the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The NFL stopped it. And now, apparently, this year was the first year you could change your logo one time mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it. But. There's so many rules. <laughs> the NFL. For what? You can't put a Santa hat on? Come on. It's called the No Fun League for a reason because they keep coming up with rules. That make uh, no sense. Yeah, it just kind of drives you a little bit crazy. All right, Doc, uh, real quick. Have you already blown whatever New Year's resolution <laughs> that you had? <laughs> All right, we're 14 yeah. days. Well, this, this is our third show since the new year. Yeah. Have you blown it already? Yes. yes. Well, I said that 100%. I was going to I said that I was going to make sure that I worked out minimum 3 times a week. I think I've worked out 3 times since I made yeah. that resolution. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you can, just make sure that you get out, you get active. Uh it will go a long way. It will go a long way. Will it not, doc? We're talking about just simple stuff, right? Yeah. Quick thing. Uh-huh. Remember we taped this before Saturday. Yeah. If the Jaguars win, why do we win? If we lose, why do we lose? Let's see if we can Get this right. Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Travis Etienne paced this team to a win with 113 yards. It just popped in my head. 113 yards and, and a touchdown. And this was a team, the L.A. Chargers, that has been run on a lot of the year. I think they rated, rated 32nd against the rush. Gave up over five yards per carry. So that would be my reason the team won. If they lost, it was Justin Herbert against the secondary. Honestly, okay. I mean, that's going to be the, the challenge yeah. because I don't know whether they have a healthy Mike Williams. You and I looked at him a week ago. It didn't look like, I mean, his back right. had him in severe pain. Right. But it would be the, the secondary in Justin Herbert. Yeah. You? I think it's based off if we get turnover. I think if we get a turnover, we win. I think our team really needs a turnover mm-hmm. to get going. Mm-hmm. We'll take the hand, take it out of the hands of the offense and to give our offense another try. Yeah. 
And I think, in my opinion, looking at all the stats and everything, I think that's been the key since we've been on our winning streak is the turnovers. We've been way plus in the turnovers. So I think we need at least a turnover. Wouldn't it be nice if Trev outshined Justin Herbert and just beat be great. that? And you know what? There's a uh, They said the, the low voltage in, yeah. in Duval is going to lead to the win. That's what we need. All right, Doc, we are out. Tell them how they can find us if they just caught half of our show. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or 1010XL. And then on Instagram, you've got all sorts of things going. Dr.GeorgeBari. Make sure you check out BariOrthopedics.com. You can look online, see what Doc can offer you. And, of course, you've got locations all over the city of Jacksonville. Make sure you check out BariOrthopedics.com. Joe C., Dr. George Bari, we are out.